You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got? Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And before we get started with this week's episode, I want to express my sincere thanks to everyone for your congratulations on my engagement and your feedback on last week's episode. I said, yes. Um, So thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Now, let's dive right into this week's episode. This week's episode, I have with me Miss Yolanda D. Mercer. Yolanda is from Raleigh, North Carolina, and is a lover of ministry, consulting, and coaching individuals to discover their hidden gifts. As a licensed educator, counselor, and minister, it is her passion to empower others. She's just a girl from a small town with big dreams. Dream with her. As a certified life coach, her mission is to help you discover your gift, define your goal, and demonstrate your growth. It is Yolanda's mission to create a plan and execute goals for growth in perception and purpose through her signature program, Aspire. In this quest to release the strategies God has placed in her, Yolanda provides consultation to enrich leaders through engaging webinars and teaching courses for inspiring coaches, authors, and speakers. One of her passions is to write books and help others find peace and purpose. She has written two manuals entitled She Serves and The King's Wife. Yolanda is also the author of Hidden, a book designed to equip individuals in waiting and breaking up with comparison. Through each aspect of her purpose, it is Yolanda's goal to assist individuals to evolve as the best version of themselves. Let's give a warm Purpose Chaser welcome to Yolanda. Yolanda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm definitely looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we love your energy. Now, Yolanda, the Purpose Chasers, they've heard your amazing bio. But I love to start with this question. Tell me a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. I would definitely say a lot of people, of course, peg me to be so bougie, but I actually am a natural athlete. I love sports. I've played sports all my life um, through high school and college. Um, basketball and ran track. So that's definitely, I guess, a tomboy side of me that a lot of people don't know. <laughs> I I love that because I, I feel like so many times people look at us and they may think of certain things and then you yes. just come up with something quirky and they're like, I would have <laughs> never guessed it. But yes. that is awesome. I love that. And how long were you, you, you involved in, in sports? Oh, God. 
Pretty much all my life. Um, I remember being like seven years old and telling my mom that I wanted to start playing basketball. And she was mm. like, are you sure? Because <laughs> I've been having you in these dance classes and in these vocal lessons. And now all of a sudden you want to play basketball. So, okay. So she signed me up and I started playing like in a bunch of leagues and then I told her I wanted to run. So she got me a personal trainer. So I definitely had two parents that when I said I wanted to do something or I voiced an interest, they definitely invested in that um, so that I could at least, you know, grow and explore uh, any desires that I had. So I'm most definitely grateful for that. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that because it gave you the opportunity, I'm sure, to explore, like you said, all facets yeah. of the things that you're interested in. But also, when it comes to being involved in extracurriculars, especially uh, sports, you learn early on the importance of being disciplined and consistent yes. in oh showing God. up in the things <laughs> that you do. So how has that really impacted you now and your journey to becoming who God has called, that, called you to be? How has that foundation impacted on that? Oh, wow. I would say greatly because you're absolutely right. It instilled discipline at such an early age. Uh, to me, the biggest thing it instilled is consistency. Mm -hmm. Anytime that I've had friendships or relationships, the number one thing that I always hear from people is that they find me to be consistent. And now, uh, even, you know, in my thirties, this is what I look for in new friendships and in new relationships. That's my number one thing that I look for from other people now is consistency. So I definitely feel as though that is the number one thing that I have learned and definitely embedded within me is to have that level of consistency in every aspect of my life. And consistency is so important. Oh, I remember pre-COVID, I was always talking to God and saying, God, oh, I've gotten so much to do and I just need more time. And mm -hmm. I realized what COVID provided for me was more time. I had time. Yes. <laughs> and guess what? Like the work yes. was still not getting done. So what God was showing me was that you don't actually need time. You need to be consistent and disciplined yes. with the things you have to do. And oh let me goodness. tell you, that that hurt my feelings. <laughs> God just put me in my place real quick. Why would he do that, though? He'll get us I, right together. I'm you, just get me all the way together. So what that helped with was that I spent the rest of my time building the characteristics that I knew would be important. So yeah. I worked on consistency. I worked on discipline so that I can lay the foundation for the next level that God has for me. And yes. what a difference that makes. Most definitely. Because even, even throughout our lives, we too many times we're waiting for an emotion to provoke us to do something. Yes. But if we are waiting to be motivated, some motivation comes and go, but goes, but if we're consistent in something, doesn't it make all the difference? Cause we'll do it whether we feel oh. like it or not. 
Yes, I definitely agree. Um, Something I always say is that consistency will keep you from chaos. And I believe that because a lot of times when there are situations where, you know, your character may come into question or your decisions Mm -hmm. may come into question, it's because of your consistency that will keep you from chaos, the very thought of something being contrary to your character or your decisions is literally dismissed because you have been so consistent in who you are and what you stand for and what you have constantly presented to others. And it has been shown in the genuity of your actions. So I completely agree. I, I definitely believe that consistency is key. Listen, consistency will produce a reputation where your name will go before you, where people don't even have to ask you if you've done this or done that. They'll just know just from the person you are, like, that's the type of person. She said she got it done. She got it done. I don't have to check on her. That's so very important. So Yolanda, I I just want to hear a bit of your story. I know you're a lover of ministry. Mm -hmm. How did you get into ministry and and consulting and coaching? Tell us how you got to this point. Yes, definitely. I'll say that really my senior year of college, I was asked to do like a three-minute speech or just encouraging word to our graduates at church. And so I have prepared my little speech to encourage the graduates and literally the speech turned into a whole sermon (laughs) and everybody was like, what is going on? Yolanda is so quiet. I have never in my life heard her say anything besides hello. (laughs) Because I am such an introvert. Like, I'm so, I have loved the quarantine because I've enjoyed being in the house, <laughs> to be honest. And so, after that experience, that was really the beginning of me really embarking upon ministry. Um, and then my background's in teaching and counseling. And so, before I started coaching, I was just, Uh, counseling. And so what really transitioned me to start coaching was just really meeting with my mentor. And they were just like, you know, this is something that you do for free. This is something that you help all the time with others. So why not monetize these gifts? And I think a lot of times when we have such a ministry mindset, sometimes we're apprehensive Mm -hmm. to monetize our gifts. But in all actuality, monetizing our gifts really is a gift from God that he allows himself to be our provider and to create these provisions for us. And so when I began to shift my thinking in that way uh, and completely surrender even my expectations to him, uh, this is what really began to shift my experience with coaching. And I'll say that one of the biggest things I've learned from this experience is to continue having high expectations for God to do the things that you desire. Uh, Mm -hmm. I feel as though if you, you know, lower your expectations, then you limit God's execution because we have to give him something to work with. If we say, Lord, I want to coach, I want to make this transition. You know, he wants to bless these gifts. He wants to create these environments that allow us 
to bestow upon him the very gifts that he has given us. And so I'm so grateful, even for this time, like you said, of the quarantine, to be Mm -hmm. in, to be still, and to be productive. A lot of times, God will create a problem to make your gift important. And I feel like during this time... People are like, look, I'm in transition. I don't know what's next. I think I want to try this. I think I want to do this. And so this has really been the fuel to my clientele is how God has created this problem and allow people to really search for what's next in their life and receive that type of clarity. Because sometimes we have goals in our mind, but we have a hard time articulating them and really uh funneling them into an actual plan. And so I'm grateful uh, for this experience of the quarantine, to be honest, because it really pushed me um, into purpose uh, and it pushed Mm -hmm. me to honor my purpose and not allow my personality to detour my purpose. I love that. The quarantine pushed you into your purpose. That is just amazing because in a time where we have been made to stand still it has uh-huh. opened up our eyes and our ears to tune into what god is saying and it's allowed yeah. us the time to really take the risk that we need to step up out of our comfort zone and step into the next level that god has for us yeah. which is so important I think I I would say that up until now, a lot of us have experienced this comfortable life. We're just comfortable. We're doing everything just good enough. We feel good Uh enough when God wants for us exceedingly abundantly above all. So when your, your environment has shut down and you're a bit really shook out of your comfort zone, (laughs) it forces you to evaluate your purpose and evaluate what on earth am I doing here? And is it what God has called us to do? That is so true. I know as a coach myself, this, this area has, this time has caused a lot of people to reevaluate, like you said. And you said, you know, this has allowed you to honor your purpose. I want you to tell us some tips for honoring our purpose. Oh, most definitely. I'll say, first of all, just having a realization that God's job is outcome, but our Mm. job is process. We Mm. have to be able to honor our purpose. And we do that through waiting and learning and being prepared in the process. I think a lot of times we want to negate this waiting period and we want to negate this preparation period. But this is where he really equips us and stretches us and enlarges us. Um, How can I say that I'm the extension of a God that I don't allow to enlarge me and that I don't allow to stretch me and give me a capacity to handle what it is that I'm really asking him for? You know, how can I expect to be or become anything that I don't have the capacity for? It takes me honoring my purpose through allowing him to stretch me. And like you said, really go through these challenging moments. Because to be honest, our challenges take us to places we wouldn't go on our own. And it forces Mm -hmm. us 
to depend on God. If we would just sit in the things that destabilized us, if we would just sit in the things that forced us to depend on God, we would be a lot closer than we think. Because the fact of the matter is, God predestined us to sit in things that were designed to give him glory. Our circumstances are designed to give him glory. And this is how we honor our purpose by allowing ourselves to go through suffering. I think sometimes that's like a cuss word, like suffering. Like, I don't want to. Like, of course, (laughs) if we had to sign ourselves up for suffering, we never would. Mm. We would never choose the discomfort. So he volunteers us (laughs) in order to push us and in order to prepare us because If we could be honest, had it not been some pain or some challenges or obstacles involved, we would have never moved. And so allowing challenges, allowing suffering and allowing waiting to be those stepping stones and tools that we utilize truly allows us to honor our purpose and be able to handle the very things that we are requesting from God. Otherwise, we'll find ourselves realizing that our requisition doesn't match our reach. What we're Mm -hmm. asking God for, we don't have enough to handle because we haven't taken the time to be prepared, to be stretched, and to be challenged. Yes, 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 yes. And that that is so (laughs) important. We have to really, like you said, identify the process that we are in and see God on how we can maximize our time in the process. Too many times, I think we see the tip of the iceberg and we look around Mm -hmm. and we think everybody is doing so great, but we don't understand the backstory. We don't understand (laughs) how long somebody has been moving in this specific area. I mean, I can just think about me and let's just say for public speaking as an example, I remember being in the first school play. I was a narrator. So as far Mm -hmm. as public speaking is concerned, I had the most lines to say. I wasn't the lead, but I had the most lines to Mm -hmm. say. And Mm -hmm. I was maybe, maybe like nine or 10 at that time. And here I am, 27, and now I have a podcast. And now yeah. it's being, I'm, my voice is being listened to in 63 countries. And yeah. although somebody may just look at me and say, well, she just started that podcast last year, but I didn't start speaking last year. Right. <laughs> right. This has been it 17 years of a, a process of yeah. learning how to hone in on the gift that God has given me and mm-hmm. not just relying on the fact that I am gifted in this area, actually going and finding ways to make my gift better yeah. so I can become excellent in this area. And that is what makes the difference. Too many times we get stagnant in the, in our gifting because we think we're gifted to do it so we don't have to apply pressure to make it better yeah. but pressure is what produces diamonds and god just doesn't want you to be good at your gift exactly. he wants you to be great at your gift That's so it. maybe it's time that we shift our perception in this process yes. and work on what we can be doing to make ourselves better in the areas in which we are called right Yolanda? 
Yes. Oh, my God. I completely agree with you. Um, something I always say is that there is power in the perception of your process. When you understand why you're going through your process, what you're supposed to be learning in the process, not trying to rush the process and definitely not trying to compare your process to somebody else's process. This gives you power to really grow in that space. And also power just in knowing who you are and whose you are. A lot of times this is what empowers us in the midst of our very own processes and really having these proper perceptions and expectations towards God. Because expectation, it isn't about presence, but it's about posture. He wants us to be able to shift our posture as we make room for him. Mm-hmm. And I think... That's one of the largest things, uh, even during this time that we are in, is finally having the time to make room for God and allow him to be first and foremost in our life. Because at the end of the day, when we make room for him and when he begins to you know, shift our position, he makes room for our posture. He allows us to now grow in the very things and the gifts that we have rendered to him and we've surrendered to him our gifts and our abilities and our skills. And and I think that's the biggest hang up is that we ask God to, you know, bless our business or bless our marriage or bless our families or bless our ideas and strategies. And we haven't surrendered them to him. So we have to stop, you know, asking God to blow on things that we haven't surrendered to him, but make room for him in the midst of our process. Yes, make room for God. Remember, we have to remember that God is at the head of this process. So he's oh, not yes. gonna stare <laughs> you wrong. He's not gonna let you start start slipping. So one of the things no. I, I heard you saying is that, you know, we've got to really shift our, our thinking, shift our perception, <laughs> shift our mindset. Do you yeah. have any tips that you tell on how we can shift our mindset so that we uh, are looking at ourselves in a better light and our process in a better light. Yes. Number one, I would say break up with comparison. (laughs) Um, Because when you begin to emulate others, you alienate God. You are taking the time to consume yourself so much with what other people are doing and somebody else's process that you don't even have capacity for what God is trying to do in your own life. So number one is to break up with comparison. I would say number two is to really shift your appetite. A lot of times God wants to change our appetite and what we are desiring so that we can actually be consumed with the very things that are going to grow us and the very things that are going to mature us uh, in this walk in life. Because some of the things that we're praying for and some of us pray for a goal and we discredit what we pray for by what we consume. And so he wants to shift our appetite So that in turn, sometimes your appetite, when it's satisfied by alternate, then you lose capacity for God's vision. And we want, like I said before, to really make room for what God wants to do in our life. So secondly, I would definitely say to really start to shift 
your appetite and the things that you are consuming yourself with in order to really grow and mature in the midst of this process. And lastly, I would probably say to really kind of shift your focus on what it is that you are really keeping your sight and your ears too. Our ear gates and our eye gates are so precious. And so what we are focusing on should be the things of God. What we're focusing on should be his purpose and his desire for us and not our selfish preferences. I really believe that if God has to suspend our preference in order to upgrade his purpose, he's going to do it because we serve a God of purpose and not just preference. We serve a God of our destiny and not just our own desires. So when we begin to shift our focus on these things of God, then this helps our desires to really align with his and not be so focused on getting there or or the destination or the monetary things or the physical or the carnal things. But we understand that that distance between your anointing and your announcement is called process. And so when I can focus on those things of God, then this can really ultimately secure my mind and my heart to, to where God needs it to be. Mm-hmm. I love that. The difference between your anointing and your announcement is the process. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that right there, that is so good because God has anointed us, but there's still a process that we have yeah. to go to before we come out and, and have that anoint, an announcement before people start recognizing us yeah. in that area. But That's sometimes it. we rather say God has anointed us, so we deserve the honor and the praise right now. <laughs> but yeah. um, and why isn't why why is that person getting called to speak? Why aren't mm-hmm. I getting called to speak when God is saying, "Sit down, yeah. I have anointed you right now," but now is not your time. Yeah, now is time your time to everybody. learn. Now is your time to tap into me, right? Yes. So. We have to know that although it may seem like everybody is jumping to the forefront of success in whatever area, Mm -hmm. maybe it's their relationship, maybe it's their business, maybe it's their career, maybe it's their life, they're not jumping. You just haven't seen their process, right? (laughs) You just haven't seen their process. And because of it, because most times... On our social media journey, as as I'm gonna put it, we're watching yeah. other people on social media. <laughs> nobody's nobody's really Instagramming their process. They're no. Instagramming their wins. So what yeah. you see is consistent win after yeah. win after win, and you're wondering yes. why yes. it's not working it working out for you when you really need to identify that it's really win process win process. If you, if we, I think even as as people started to, I guess, vocalize and be transparent in our process, Mm -hmm. then we are give the other, give other people and empower other people that this is not a smooth journey. I didn't just decide to do that. There is a lot of up and downs. There's long nights, but God keeps bringing me through. God keeps making Mm -hmm. me stronger. God keeps providing a way. There's always a process. And that's one thing that I love to talk about on this podcast is the process. Because 
the process is what is missing from a lot of people's success story. And the process is what's going to help to bring somebody else along saying, okay, you know what? She said she's been doing this for a year, but it took her 17 years to get comfortable speaking. So yes. it's okay if I'm just starting out. You know what I mean? Yes, that is so true. Oh my goodness. I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think if people would actually have that end in mind of the process as opposed to the platform, then even when they got just a small amount of success, uh, it would be sustained because mm-hmm. they were able to be processed. I think a lot of people don't like even the moment where they have to be hidden. I think because they are so concerned with the spotlight and with the end goals that they negate the moment of being hidden. And I I love that. One of my favorite scriptures is that um, it is the the goodness of God to conceal a thing. And this is what he desires for us to do. He wants us to have these moments sometimes where we are concealed and where we are hidden. Uh, And I really believe that, you know, God hides things to birth the the king in us, to birth the greatness in us, because Mm -hmm. he wants us to be hidden for a time of preparation and equipping so that after we get out of this hiding place, we can handle all of the amazing things that he desires to bless us with. But it starts with this process of being hidden so that he can have the opportunity to really stir up the gifts that may be lying dormant, um, to expose uh, some of the hurts or unforgiveness or anything that may have been hidden away that has to be confronted before greatness can really come upon us. And then also so that we can realize, you know, how great we are within him as just children of God and and kings and queens of his kingdom. Because a lot of times, you know, we're sitting on things that really are our our greatest gifts. So Mm -hmm. I was to say anything, I would say, you know, stop sitting on what you're supposed to be carrying. Like this time of being hidden allows you to see like, wow, I can really be carrying this anointing. Oh, wow. I can really be carrying this gift to write or, oh, I can be carrying this gift to speak. These are things that I can really, you know, carry and allow God to really bless and not just sit down on these things. So I completely agree. This process is essential to the sustainability of any type of success or anointing. Yes. Yes. It is essential to the sustainability Mm -hmm. of your anointing. That is something that we should all take and write down in our journey. (laughs) The process that we are going through through is helping sustain this anointing on you so do not despise your process right the bible says the bible says do not despise this your small beginnings Mm because the lord loves to see the work begin so the lord is loving watching your process knowing what it's going to result in even when you don't see it now 
Yolanda, I want you to tell us how you help your clients and your fellow community push along their process through your coaching program. Yes. Well, I have a program called Aspire. And basically through this program, we go through just weeks of challenges and exercises, um, daily affirmations, um, weekly challenges that really equip each client to work and grow towards their ultimate goal or growth. One thing that I love to do is to really assist individuals in defining their goals and really discovering their gifts and demonstrating their growth. And that happens through just being able to vocalize and articulate the goals that you have in mind. I mean, there are so many people that have goals and they have intentions and aspirations that they keep putting on the back burner. And so my job is to really bring those goals and those aspirations and intentions out to the forefront and allow them to really be organized in a distinct plan that is specific and tailored to each individual. And through these exercises and challenges, you grow literally daily and weekly towards your goal. And not only that physical goal, but even mentally and emotionally. Again, like we were talking about before, for your perception, being able to shift your mindset and your perception really helps you to uh, grow even more in working towards your destination and your ultimate goal. I say all the time that, you know, success and achievement can really be addictive because you find yourself growing and enjoying this process of growing and transforming uh, and transposing your skills into gifts and you want to continue doing it. And so I love that process of watching people unearth their gifts and watching people discover their gifts and really tap into that purpose and that plan that God has had before them their entire lives. It was just a matter of somebody assisting them to really realize uh, what it is that they could actually do, you know, and really take that time to focus on those things. And so that's truly my experience uh, with working one-on-one with clients. And I can also say that I really love it because it helps people to really focus on today. You know, Mm -hmm. what can I change today that will really embark the rest of my life? Because I feel like if you're trying to handle tomorrow's assignment with today's grace, you can't do it. You need Mm. to focus on what's happening today. How can God really help me to shift my mindset and my perception today so that tomorrow can be even more impactful and the next day and the next. And so this is a major part of coaching that I really enjoy and just have really fallen in love with. Yes, 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 yes. So Purpose Chasers, if you're uh, looking to work with Yolanda, you've heard all about her coaching program. And as we were saying earlier, this is the perfect time to really reevaluate what 
you are doing, reevaluate if you are walking in your purpose. If you are currently walking in your purpose, how can you honor it? How can you do it more confidently? So definitely connect yeah. with Yolanda. Yolanda, let us know your website, your social media handles, and how they can stay in communication with you. You can stay in communication with me. First of all, on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, uh, my handle is Yolanda D. Mercer. So, of course, at Yolanda D. Mercer for Instagram and Twitter, and then Yolanda D. Mercer for Facebook. Um, my website is YolandaDMercer.com, and uh, my YouTube is also under Yolanda D. Mercer. So, all platforms is just Yolanda D. Mercer, and I definitely look forward to you know hearing from any of you that want to experience this coaching experience. Um, even just reaching out, I just released a book, Breaking Up with Comparison. So I definitely want to you know get the word out there that this is not something that you have to live with. This is not something that you have to be entangled with. Um, but this is something that you really can break free from and really have confidence in God's plan for your life. Yes, guys, definitely. Stay in contact or get in contact with Yolanda. Get her book, Breaking Up with Comparison. We all need to let that relationship <laughs> go in our <laughs> lives. So definitely DM her, send her a message, let her know what you thought of this episode, how it has helped you, and how her book has helped you. All right. So I want to thank you, Yolanda, for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking with you today. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed talking with you as well. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slave podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray Plan Slate Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.